You're listening to the Black Compass Podcast, the show that brings you real talk from women about culture, career, justice, and wellness, all all in the pursuit of Black excellence, with your host, Dynasty Hunt, and Dr. Jess Williams. Happy Friday. Can we say it's happy Friday? I don't even know. These, you know, we're recording this before election. I'm just like, wait, what's going to happen? But we'll get into that another day. I'm sure there will be a recording where we talk about all the results. So yeah, so just, I think I want to talk about and pick up from last time's episode about something that you said. You said, you know, it's important that we be the captains of our own ships rather than the janitors, rather than people cleaning the ship, that we can be our own captain. So I, as a reflection question to kick things off, would love to hear how are you starting to build your own table? That is so interesting that you're asking me that. I'm having fun doing it. I'm being creative. I'm just letting whatever I've wanted to do, making sure I'm implanting it while I'm developing my team. Mm. You know, it's just not about that. Oh, you know, I need to be able to understand different platforms. Right. But it's, what do I want for myself and for those who will be sitting at this table with me that I can't get, that I haven't been able to receive or experience in my everyday work life. So I'm trying to challenge the status quo mm-hmm. with what it looks like while working for someone else versus working for yourself. Yeah, it's so interesting. So, you know, I think folks know this, but for those that are listening that don't, I have been what I call like a dual career life for now about five years. And I get this question all the time, like, are you going to leave your company? Are you going to leave your job? And the immediate answer is No. I really am grateful. I really like the team. I like the work. I feel like I have power to make decisions and make an impact. And that feels really good to me. But what feels missing is, is that that's still someone else's seat that they're giving me at the table and it's not my own. And it doesn't allow me to have the impact that I want to have or make that is my own that I get to choose. And that was part of my impetus for shifting five years ago was I want to be able to build my own table and bring my own people to that table. And it has been an interesting journey, but for me, it has been about that ownership and saying like, I don't need your seat at any given time. I want to be able to say, I don't need your seat because I got my own and I got my own table and I'm inviting my own people. Point blank period. (laughs) <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because, you know, Di, I've known you for years. Yeah. And you've always been an entrepreneur. You know, we've mm-hmm. always had these discussions <laughs> and I've always been the one that, you know, I'm at their table. So I like their table <laughs> and I'm going to be right here right. at this table because because I have a seat. Mm-hmm. But you have always challenged me to say, but Jess, everything that you're doing is really your table Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and build your table. And now that I'm doing that, you're right. Like I want to make my own rules to my game at my table. And I want to share my table. Like if you come to my table, die, that's your seat. 
yeah. at the table. You own your seat and mm-hmm. it's not this hierarchy. It's a shared space where we're coming up with ideas and we're implementing and we're bringing impact, not just for the company, but for ourselves individually. So that guess what? Whoever's at our table can leave our table and go build another table. And then we're just going to connect all our tables and have an empire pretty much. Literally, <laughs> we t- we've talked about this and we, and we have done this with each other and with yep. others where it's like, okay, I have this table and I see an opportunity and I know that you not only should have a seat at my table, but there's an opportunity that I think is better suited and should be yours. I'm not about to have that. I'm like, come on in this is your seat at my table and I'm going to make sure that I set you up for success to where your seat is not lower than my seat. Your seat doesn't look different. And I think, you know, when you mentioned this, but this like idea of hierarchy at the tables that we are quote unquote invited to sit at, this mm-hmm. is where I get, like I argue with people because I'm like, and let me be clear, inviting me to sit at the table may be partially inclusive, maybe. That, that's up maybe. But when it comes to equity, you're inviting me to sit at the table and everybody else has big boy and big girl chairs. And I, I'm in like a kitty, kitty bar stool sitting at this table. You're like, but you have a seat. Yeah. But like, I can barely see above the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm asking people to make a little room for my little kitty chair. Like you're not giving me the same seat as every no. black woman. So if you really, so it, I'm going to go get my own and make sure at my table, everyone has the same seat and is able to go off and build that exact same table or quite frankly, bigger than my table, make it bigger, boo. Cause yeah. I'm here to see that. Right. And I think it's this mentality, the tables that we're at, where we feel like we're in preschool oh, and yeah. our red chairs. It's like, no, you don't want to see my face. You want to see my brain. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's so true. Like, you don't want to see my face. You want what's in my brain. Literally. You want what I manifest. You want what I can build out for you. And I don't go around telling people, well, I told you so. But if you don't listen to me the first time, what I build, and you second guess it, and then you have to come back to me and correct yourself, you're going to correct yourself and apologize and yeah. acknowledge that you were right for me to want to be at this table still, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm learning that even though I'm at your table, I don't have to give you everything. No. Because I'm not going to give you everything because you're not deserving to have everything because you still have me sitting in the preschool chair. I just, (laughs) listen, this preschool chair, and like in my mind, I'm visually like thinking about my nephew in the chair and I'm just like, baby, I know you're like 14 months, but I can't wait because as soon as you're old enough, you're going to have a big adult chair too. Yes. His, his mom and dad are going to be like, what kind of chair are you giving the baby? I'm like, teach him young. We start young. No, it's seat. so empowering. <laughs> it's so empowering to know the control that we have over what we want to give people and what we want to actually keep for ourselves, for our own table. And those who know me, I walk around and I would tell people, what people fighting over food for? It's enough food on the table for everybody to eat and take a bag home and go give another bag to somebody else that they may not even like. Like, why are we trying to hog up all the food, all the ideas, all the success on the table? And that's why 
I want my own table because whoever mm-hmm. comes to my table, they're going to know it's going to be a feast. Let's eat. Mm-hmm. You hungry? Let's go for it. Let's really be who we are and step into our greatness without the hierarchy. And let's learn from each other. And when one fall down, let's pick each other up and keep moving. Exactly. I mean, that, that's the whole impetus for even this podcast and how we think about yes. how that was created. But the other things that we do, you know, the other thing that I think about, when we think about like having our own tables, I 100% agree and have that same approach. But I also think it's so important to remind people that like both of us have like, you know, these dual careers where it's full-time career, we're building, you know, we're working. And I've had a couple of people ask me like, what in the world? Like you have to be exhausted. We've seen your calendar. You've seen my calendar. Mm-hmm. These calendar. Our calendars look crazy. And people are like, but you still seem like you have some joy. You still seem like you have some energy. Like, how is that? And I think one, like go back and listen to the previous episode where we talk about those boundaries and setting, like when you reach that breaking point. But the other thing is I have found for myself that while I enjoy my organization, I just don't want to wake up one day. You know, we're both spiritual people. I don't want to be like, I don't want to show up to my meeting with God when he calls me home. And he's like, all right, Dynasty, I gave you the world and I had this vision for you and you stuck in this narrow place and you spent all your time and energy giving yourself to one organization. And I love my organization. But for me, I know that my calling and my impact is supposed to be greater than one organization. And I'm not going to wait until I leave that organization to have the impact that I believe that I can and should have in other organizations and in other people. That's just me. And so that is the choice that I have made to say, I'm not going to give all my energy. Because the other thing is, I don't want to give five, six, 10 years to any organization And wake up one day and I get, you know, not to say this organization, but to that, but like I get pushed out or I don't get recognized or I don't get the recognition that I deserve or the compensation or I'm continuing to be, you know, treated inequitably in an organization. And I wake up one day and I leave there and I'm like, what do I have to show? Well, and then you're starting all over again, right? In another organization. In a whole nother organization at the bottom, working for your credibility, you know, and- that's the piece right there. A time limit has to be there, right? Because time is of the essence. And why wait when you can be working for your organization and building your table? People do it all the time. They do it. People do it all the the time. time. And there's no conflict there because back to what you said, when people ask, how are you doing this? Same thing with me. Jess, how are you doing this? What what, what are you doing? Are you on caffeine all day? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm on passion because I'm so passionate about my table Mm -hmm. that there's nothing. I will go into overdrive for my table but I'm not going into overdrive for somebody else's table that I don't even have to see that. Yes. That's the difference, you know, and hard work pays off, but with my table and with your table, it's a lot of, it's a lot of self-awareness that's occurring and being intentional. It's Mm -hmm. just not about us that Mm -hmm. we're building this table for. Mm -hmm. I'm building this table to share it. I don't care if you are a janitor or if you only have an engineering degree or no degree. I don't care. There's a seat at my table Mm -hmm. because you you have something to contribute. And that's part of being inclusive. That's part of having diversity. And 
equity because we gonna get paid. Oh yes, we're gonna we're gonna pay. We're gonna pay. <laughs> we're gonna make sure you get paid. We're gonna make sure yes. you are valued at your worth and that you're getting paid that. And then we're gonna make sure you're elevated. Like that's one of the things that I ask all the time of people that I work with. Like, what are your goals? Goals. What are yes. things that you want to do? And let's get beyond like whether you're working for me at work or you're working for me like as we're doing some of the other projects I've been working on. It's just like, what are your goals? And how can I make sure I'm setting you up for success? Do you need a membership somewhere that I can mm-hmm. contribute to? Do you need a PD budget? Do you need to work this into your role somehow? Like, what is it that you need? So I can make sure that this is not about me because that's right. The, right? Cause like, this is what happens. People, you get to the table and people like take and take and take from you. And that's what we experience. So part of the way that I love that we think about approaching when we build our tables is less of me, more of this entire team and what do you need and how does what I need to have happen sync up with what you need but also on top of that what are some things that I don't need to have happen that you are just working on that I can help you with right and yeah how can I promote how can I market how can I support who can I introduce you to what do you need and it's called leadership Mm. it's called leadership. When people think about leadership, they think about, oh, C-suite, oh, mm-hmm. executive. Nah, we taking a hierarchy with these doggone titles out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Leadership is being a people person, okay? And anybody can be a leader. Anybody can be a leader. But for me at my table, I want to know your successes. I want to know your challenges. I want to know your dreams. I want to know your goals. I want that to be embedded in our conversations. I want to make sure that I'm watering your seed so I can see you grow and that you can leave my table and go start your own table, whatever that is. Or that when you leave from working with me or talking to me on the phone, I know that you know what, they're doing good. I'm doing what I supposed to be doing, which is being a human being and being caring and instilling hope and being intentional with my interactions. So intentional. And I think that even goes all the way down to who we choose to bring to the table, who we choose to uplift, be intentional about that. Because I've seen, you know, I'm just going to go there. (laughs) And I'm like, well, this will be controversial, but I have seen some of us, and let me get real specific. I have seen some Black women and some Black men Mm -hmm. have built their own tables, but then they, everybody who they invite to the table is not Black. And I'm not saying that your entire table has to be Black. My table is not entirely Black. My table is diverse. And I have some incredible people on my team that I would recommend any day and pay any day and like consider them a part of my team who are not black but at the same time some intentionality about bringing up your own community matters so much matters a ton especially when you're in the driver's seat and that's where I get like baffled when I see this where I'm like it's your table and you chose to not do anything in terms of diversity you chose in no ways not to bring up in your own community, in a like meaningful way, not in a savior, well, I'm here to save you way, but in a true, meaningful, inclusive right. way, I have a problem with that. No, no most that definitely. No, most definitely. With that. Because once again, it's, you're the head of the table, but you're not sharing the cultural wealth. <laughs> you're not extending the olive branch to the community. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're taking from what you've been, how can I say it? 
in a political way. Forget it. You taking the people that's been surrounded by you because of what you know and what you know how to do. This is all like internalized oppression. Like I have been it's, taught to do it systematic. this way. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not going to unpack that and I'm just going to continue this way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That yeah. can't be the case. No, I have to have those who look like me, my brown skin. Those who mm-hmm. look at like me will be at my table. Yeah. It ain't no ifs, ands, and buts about that because that's how it's supposed to be. That's how you build your community. That's how you open people's eyes to see their greatness, right? That's how you really are able to tap in to maybe other strengths that they, they may have that you have never seen. It's a seat for everybody. It's also just an easy, yeah. And it's also just this easy and clear way to demystify these myths of like, oh, well, we can't hire diversity. We can't hire candidates. Lies, lies, and more lies. Lies. You don't want to do it. (laughs) You don't want to do it. If you wanted to, you would. You want to go run a marathon? Guess what? You go buy the shoes. You register for the race. You figure out what race you can go run. And you go out and you run that marathon. You want to hire and you want to make sure you have diversity and diversity of perspective and voice at the table. You go out and you get real intentional about it. There is no if, ands, or buts, or we can't find it. No. Or it's not, or it's going to take too long. Mm, no, yeah, it's, it's not going to take us, too long. It's going to take us five <laughs> years to diversify this team. No, it won't. Mm-mm. You got to get real intentional. You got to get ready. It, and you got to get ready. Because guess what? You have to make intentional choices to do that. Yeah. yeah. Some of the folks that I know you and I have hired for our own personal teams, not our work teams, but right. our own tables. We have done very intentional strategies like going on IG and doing some like super sleuthing and digging right. and figuring out like who we need to talk to, who we need to reach out to, what it looks like, like give me more information and right. find what we need. Did it take some time? A hundred percent. Was definitely. it 100% worth it? A hundred percent. Yeah. guess what? It was intentional. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, well, I just can't find anyone who can do it. The only people I can find are white lies. And again, this is not to say, again, we all have diversity at the table. Our tables are not all one race. At least my right. table not it is not. But I also said like, there are certain roles like, Mm-mm, this is what I'm looking for. And I want to make sure that diversity is in most of my hires. And so that's what I've done. And, and it's a requirement for me. It's most definitely a requirement. I mean, I'm sorry. Like it, it is. We, I own my table. So it's my yeah. rules. And if you yeah. don't like my rules, get off my table. It's and you true. can go start your own table or go back to your old table. <laughs> and that's fine. But I'm trying to change the narrative. That's yeah. what I'm getting to. Yeah. I want to change the narrative of how challenging a lot of companies have made it for the tables to be diversified. Mm -hmm. This will be, I really feel like you could do that in a snap of a finger. I don't know what standard operating procedures or hoops with HR business partners you have to go through. However, for our tables, it's intentional because it's a priority and we're making it happen from the beginning. And we're going to continue to weave it through whatever our mission and values are related to our projects and our businesses to make sure it's always happening and to make sure that it's present and that the conversation is normalized amongst everybody at the table. And it's just not about one race. It's about, yeah, 
diversity it has to do with all, right? It has to do with all. But in particularly, I am very strong that my community will be at my table. Oh, completely. Which is part <laughs> of the reason why we have and yeah. build our own tables. Ah, well, speaking of tables, I have a call with one of my team members. Yeah, I got a meeting. So. <laughs> we always got a meeting. All right. Talk to y'all next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on The Black Compass. Make sure to visit our websites at drjesswilliams.com and dynastyhunt.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'll appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you'll simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And remember, the world shouldn't define where you go. Your internal black compass should.